So November, uh, tricky. It was here. Mother Nature swiped these first seven to 10 days, but uh, don't get too down in the dumps because we've got a, a really, really nice cold front. Matter of fact, it has hit here in North Missouri, Southern Iowa, and up and down the Midwest from North to South. It's hit a lot of states already. And I think it's going to sweep across the country here. Some high winds affiliated with it on the leading edge, you know, some 20, 30, 40 mile an hour winds. So you got to be careful there. But boy, once it passes through, we're looking at November 9th, 10th and 11th. By all means, get out there because I think you're going to see some rut activity in certain states where it's been suppressed and it's been really, really slow. You're going to see some things absolutely explode here. This segment of DOD TV is brought to you by Leopold, American to the core. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Drury Outdoors 100% Wild Podcast, episode number 182. I'm Tim Chelsvik. I'm Matt Drury, and, <laughs> and we got a special guest today, Tim. So Yeah, I, I didn't get smaller. That's actually a different person in that chair. Yeah, I don't know if uh, the Zoom's moved over to the other screen yet, but we got my son Cameron with me today. So this is a, a full COVID episode. So Tim had uh, heard, gotten word that a neighbor of his came down with COVID. So Tim is, has to self-isolate at home. And Cameron's school was shut down because a neighboring school in the, in the district had an outbreak of COVID. So we had no one to watch him. So he had a day at work with dad. Isn't that right, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> so we're excited. We already did a Zoom class for Cameron that lasted an hour. And now he's jumping on my Zoom class, the podcast. So we're excited. And then uh, one other surprise today, we got Terry with us. We got Papa Terry. We got old man winner, Terry Drury with us. What's up, dad? Good morning. Hello, Cameron. How are you, buddy? Good. <laughs> Good. Hey, I like that shirt you're wearing. I see that it's green, but I also see that pretty logo on the front. Show me that. Can you spin this way a little bit? Spin that way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Repping the Bass Pro shirt. I sent That's JP nice. a message on Instagram. I say he's gunning nice. for your job. Pretty cool. <laughs> That's right. All right. So, you know, Cameron got a kick out of it. I took him through the soundboard. Hashtag pro soundboard and uh he was excited to hear all the fart sounds that we had <laughs> he said dad why do you think that's so funny because i kept laughing at everyone that i i sounded off for him i go i don't know it's never not funny and then we just <laughs> see we had a good laugh about it didn't we yeah <laughs> so, probably reminds you guys of home that's what yeah. i actually said i said it's just like home bud <laughs> <laughs> cameron i got a question for you how much is your dad paying you to host the show today? Uh, uh, I don't know. We talked about that too. I said I'm paying him in love. <laughs> it's a free compensation. You need a contract, buddy. Let's yeah, talk. That's right. A little bit later, we're heading to Chick-fil-A for contract negotiations. Yeah, that sounds fair. That We're paying you and Tim. It's all in love. That's right. Same <laughs> amount. It's we're all it's an equal pay scale. <laughs> all right. So I'm excited to have Terry on today. So one one of the things that I wanted to talk about this kind of a, a, a general uh, shoot the breeze session, but kind of not because I wanted to get into where we've been the last two weeks, you know, and and. It, 
at this point today is uh, November the 10th. This will air tomorrow on the 11th. And we just went through what should have been a fantastic rut, but we had warmer than normal temperatures. And so, you know, <clears throat> DeerCast was giving us a lot of okays and pours and sometimes a bad. And, you know, that's not really what people want to see when they take two weeks of vacation off. And the way that the moon worked out, the first week of November should have just been dynamite, but the weather didn't cooperate. So I wanted to get dad's thoughts on where we we were currently in the season and then where we're heading, especially with this little bit of a cool front coming through. So that's kind of one of the topics that I wanted to touch on. I don't know about you, Tim, if there was anything else that you wanted to add to that. Uh, no, that's, that's definitely the big one, especially, you know, what, what we got coming up because a lot of guys are taking time off for the gun seasons that are opening. And so let's talk about what that's going to look like for folks. Yeah, absolutely. So without further ado, uh, well, do you want to do any shout outs first, Tim? I would love to do them. All right. So jump right our first in. one comes from Brent Daly from DeerCast, and he says, "Keep up the great work on the podcast, and ignore the haters." And I don't know the haters that he's referring to, Bob Bob. But <laughs> well, Bob Bob, yeah, he's the like the, the vice president of the haters club. <laughs> I got a lot of response about that from on Instagram. A lot of people sending me uh, DMs about the podcast that aired last week, and 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 they got a kick out of old old Bob Bob. He's like that's like the faceless nameless uh um internet troll right <laughs> yeah for forever and forevermore he's gonna be the uh just the forces of evil that's right <laughs> they're trying to shut the podcast down no bob bob's probably a decent guy just has an opinion about the show no he didn't have an opinion about the show he had an opinion about how how i hunted in illinois but that's neither here nor there not, not, let's not jump back into that <laughs> it's, it's so, not stuck in your craw is it no so the next next one comes from dan melky from DeerCast uh regarding the last show says that's a true slavosaur rex there matt congrats keep the podcast coming pretty much heard everyone you know i saw a piece of feedback that we should have probably saved it for the next podcast but it was over on our youtube channel and a guy said these podcasts are going downhill, but they're getting funnier, LOL. So I, that was kind of a backhanded uh, compliment, I think. Yeah. I'm not sure how we act on that one, but thanks for the feedback. I think that's if, a soundboard fan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of these days, we're just going to have an episode with nothing but the soundboard. Uh, but y'all don't you, say that. <laughs> if you guys want to leave us feedback that we will read on the air, you can do that on DeerCast whenever we post this episode. You can do it in your uh, podcast app, however you listen to us. We love hearing the feedback, good, bad, or indifferent. So be sure to let us know what you think. All righty. Let's dive right into it. So, Terry, you and Forrest have had a heck of an October and you know are already starting off November with a bang. I know Forrest has had some luck there in Illinois as of late. And I just want to get your thoughts on where we where we've been, so how great October has been, and then where we're going and what you your expectations for November are. So why don't you kind of take us through uh what your thoughts are on October here first? Well, to, to start with, it's probably one of the best Octobers I've ever seen uh, as many years as we've been doing this. And, and there was two variables that were really, really instrumental. Uh, first and foremost, the temperature, obviously. And secondly, the moon lined up for a change. And, and we really, really are uh, adamant about that moon lining up so that it's a rising moon and waxing full in the afternoon or evenings 
on that latter part of October, which is exactly what it was doing. It was rising and waxing full at the same time. We had two full moons in October on the 1st and the 31st. And that one on the 31st was absolutely a uh, jam up moon because that's what we live for. So therefore, conversely with it rising and waxing in the afternoons and evenings at the end of October, which is what you want because those green food sources are so important, then conversely, you want that setting moon and it changes every day by approximately 50 minutes, between 48 and 50 minutes. Then you want that setting moon to be happening in the first 10 days of November. And uh, October, because of the temperatures and the waxing moon, was off the charts. And anybody that's watched any of our social media or, or DeerCast looking at the journal and, and DeerCast now got to see buck after buck after buck. And I mean, some, some really, really nice deer fell to archery tackle this year. Um, almost astounding as you go across the country and you look at some of these big deer, these giants that have dropped. You know, there's a lot of 180s, 190s, 200s. You're, you're almost scratching your head going, my goodness, I didn't realize there were that many big deer across the United States. But it's been testimony to the temperature and the waxing moon when you want it. With that being said, November now has been a little bit tricky because the temperatures have warmed up. You know, this these first seven to 10 days, Mother Nature literally came in and stole uh, a big part of what we're typically accustomed to seeing because normally those cooler temperatures are happening through this period. You know, that's, that's, uh, I just mentioned a forest the other day, uh, a few years ago, I killed a deer called floppy, Matt. I don't know if you remember him. Mm -hmm. And on November the 8th, uh, the arrow passed through that deer. He was going to try and get a drink at a pond. The arrow passed through and it skipped off the ice. I had to walk out on the, on the ice to grab the arrow. And, uh, it was like eight degrees that morning. So we're looking at an, a 75 or 80 degree temperature differential from years past. That's almost uh, something that you can't overcome. And when you have temperatures like that, are there going to be a few big random deer killed? Absolutely. You know, one guy made a comment that uh, he didn't go because deer cast showed a, a bad or a poor predictor and he, and he had a picture of a big deer on his cameras. Well, we're not saying don't go hunting. What we're saying is that the likelihood of deer being up on their feet during daylight hours, uh, it, it could be pretty slim when you have a temperature differential uh, of what from average. And that's one of the one of the influencers influencers in deer cast is that delta, the temperature differential. Not only is the temperature from for, uh, important, but it's departure from average in both directions, above and below. And uh, man, when you get it to where it's thirty or forty degrees above average temperature, it's just an absolute killer. And that's what happened. So typically, those cooler temperatures exposes parts of the rut that happen at night or, or nocturnal when the temperatures are above average. When it's below average, those are the elements that you are finally able to see during daylight hours. And that's that's the whole kicker right there. And we always say temperature trumps moon. When the temperatures are below average by a certain amount, that delta is crucial. If it gets too far below, then it has an adverse effect. But if it's in a sweet spot, in a range, then by golly, it really makes a heck of a difference for exposing the, uh, much of the rut during daylight hours that you're, that you're accustomed to not seeing that happens so, so often at night. So November, uh, tricky. It was here. Mother Nature swiped these first seven to 10 days. But uh, 
Don't get too down in the dumps because we've got a, a really, really nice cold front. Matter of fact, it has hit here in North Missouri, Southern Iowa, and up and down the Midwest from north to south. It's hit a lot of states already, and I think it's going to sweep across the country here. Some high winds affiliated with it on the leading edge, you know, some 20, 30, 40 mile an hour winds. So you got to be careful there. But boy, once it passes through, we're looking at November 9th, 10th, and 11th. By all means, get out there because I think you're going to see some rut activity in certain states where it's been suppressed and it's been really, really slow. You're going to see some things absolutely explode here, even though we're going into a waning moon and the dark of the moon. uh, Temperature still trumps that moon to a certain extent because they feel the need to feed. So, you know, during the warmer temperatures, always good to sit in and around those bedrooms because they're not up and going to and from the food source quite as regularly. Uh, And that's one of the things you do during dark of the moon as well, because we just don't see the amount of activity, activity that typically that you would like to see. So sitting in and around those bedrooms is a really, really good choice because those bucks are ready. A lot of the does are not, and they're just not up on their feet and meat moving unless those temperatures get below average and then you start seeing them go back to a food source. So realistically, you know, we, the the influx of hunters in, in the woods right now, it, it's at its peak. You know, there's more guys that are in the woods. And so there's more opportunity to see deer during that period because you got more guys spending all day sets in the timber. And so to your point, when it's warm like that, when you're sitting in the timber, you have a chance of seeing, you know, the deer that you're after because you're in typically speaking, you're going to be closer to their bedroom. And they're, you know, so when I hear a guy say, Hey, I saw the biggest deer of my life and deer cast said it was going to be poor. It's, it's, it's not surprising. Deer cast is built off. Like you said, it's built off these weather, all these weather factors. All right. And that the indication that it's given you is more or less telling you, Hey, generally speaking, deer, maybe the deer movement may or may not be suppressed this day at this time based on these conditions. Well, when you have, you know, the majority of hunters hitting the timber and sitting all day, there's a pretty good chance you might see a a hell of a deer. You you know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's all relative. So uh, we're not saying don't go hunt. You know, I think what we are saying though, is if you only have, if you have to take your vacation days and you're trying to pinpoint it based on deer cast, you know, if there's a cold front coming and deer cast is going to improve, well, maybe then you, you hold back a day or two for that cold front and your movement might be, uh, it, it might, it might increase. It might show, it might be a little bit better because the weather's a little bit better. So I, I don't know. Do you want to elaborate on that a little bit more? Yeah, I, you know, I think the because these weather variables uh, that that are incorporated into DeerCast into the algorithm, they're all uh, you know weather information and data that's collected for the area that you're hunting, and and you guys know that better than anyone. But but that weather changes hourly at times. So as the weather changes, so does the predictor. So does the model. It can change. So it's taking those that weather information that data spitting it into the algorithm. And, and it's not just the current weather, it's temperature change. It's delta on barometric change. All of those elements that we've got in there and those influencers, I won't disclose all of them, but every one of them are weighted just a little bit differently as well. So as the rut continues to uh, unfold, 
so does the weighting on every one of those variables. And, you know, the barometric change uh, might have certain influence in phase one that's altogether different in phase 12 and phase 13. The temperature differential in phase one and two and three may be vastly different from the temperature differential in phases 12, 13, 14, or 10, 12, 10, 11, 12. All of those variables that go into that algorithm, location, moon phase, uh, change in temperature, temperature, departure from average, that's the other one that we use a lot is the departure from average temperature has a big, big influence, but as they change, so does the predictor, so does that model. So a lot of guys uh, that see that prediction when it pops up and it says either good or poor or bad, doesn't necessarily mean that they're not going to move because when you have those uh, elements and you and all those elements are telling you is this is the likelihood or favorable conditions that you will see deer on their feet during daylight hours. And we talked about this before. When the temperatures are below average, uh, you're going to see a lot of movement. When the temperatures are above average, you know, it's going to be suppressed. And so much of that happens at night. So, you know, the temperature always trumps moon. And, and when they all line up, you're just going to see a, a great amount of movement. It doesn't necessarily mean don't hunt during an okay day. If we'd have wanted to, we wouldn't have, we could have said hunt, don't hunt, maybe hunt. We didn't label it that way. This is a, a label to say these conditions line up. And it's favorable for deer to be on their feet during daylight hours. I want to give an really uh, what the algorithm does in a nutshell. I want to give an example. So, <clears throat> of course, it's been unseasonably warm the last seven, 10 days here. Uh, and going into this cold front that you're talking about that's coming through the Midwest and, and into the whole country here, basically. So, it, it comes through and then... For, for my forecast here locally, anyways, it starts to kind of level out, and the average temperatures we're right near average temperatures. So the cold front, yes, it did come through, and yes, it was a big change from seventies to to fifties. But as you look at it, you know you might be wondering why am I not getting greats for the next three or four days? Well, we go in and we look, you know, some of the factors, like you said, the average temperature, we're still right there near average temperatures, average highs for the year, so or for that day. So it's not it's not bumping it quite as great maybe as you would have thought. Now they're still going to move great. That t- I mean they're going to I I think personally that that's going to really make them get up and uh, you know the, everything that you've been seeing in the middle of the night, you know, on your cameras is going to start happening there in the first hour, the last hour, maybe as it, as we get further closer to the gun season here, it's going to change into that mid morning, mid afternoon type movement. But you know, it, your, your deer cast predictions are probably going to be giving you a goods versus greats because of all those factors combined and, and average temperature being a big one. Well, and those, those outside influences that, that can often happen, whether it's somebody walking through the timber, a dog, a coyote, a four-wheeler, somebody cutting wood or cattle or whatever it may be, you know, the, the algorithm is, is uh, coming up with a predictor under optimal conditions. So all it takes is one little uh, snafu and, and all of a sudden, you know, the predictor model then is, is really off because something happened on a particular parcel that you're hunting. Well, if you're in an area where, let's say, for example, that you're on a small tract and there's a lot of pressure around you, Thus, we have deer cast custom. If they want to slightly change that that algorithm going over to a little more pessimistic model, they can do that. 
And conversely, if they're in a large tract that doesn't get much disturbance or much outside intrusion, they can go to the optimistic side. So we, we've given them an, an option with DeerCast Custom to, to actually slide the entire algorithm and, and really model it or fit the area that you're hunting and or the parcel that you're hunting. I've, so, I've, I've read the knock on that is like, well, why would I want this? So I'm basically creating it on my own. And that's not really why we added it. We didn't have it in there the first season when we had DeerCast. We added it in the second season to give people that opportunity. Like you said, if it's say you're hunting public land and there's just a little more intrusion and you know we're consistently on days that it says good or great, you're seeing okay movement. It gives you the ability to tweak it and pull it to the pessimistic side for your specific farm. And, and that's the point of it. It wasn't, it's not... I don't think it's uh it's like a hey um you can do you can make the algorithm whatever you want it it's more for hey I know my area and my area isn't I I consistently see okay movement on their great days well that means you can dial it down a little bit and that's the whole point of it well and they, and they aren't really creating it what they're for their area what they're doing is they're taking uh 12 or 13 influencers or variables in an algorithm and sliding it slightly to fit to fit their particular parcel, depending on how much pressure is going on around it. And again, this thing is not saying hunt, don't hunt, maybe hunt. It's saying conditions are favorable that whitetails will be on their feet during daylight hours. And that's that's exactly what that predictor model is saying. Conditions are favorable for whitetails to be on their feet during daylight hours. And is an okay good enough to hunt? By all means. Is a good good enough to hunt? By all means. Is a great? You bet. You know, all of those are, are uh, predicting that, that the deer movement may be okay that day. Well, okay on one farm may be different than okay on another farm. Thus, the ability to change that, that deer cast custom. And when if they, if they understood the 12 or 13 influencers that are within the algorithm and the different weighting as we go throughout the entire rut, they'd understand that they're getting an awful lot in that deer cast custom and able to move it to fit them uh, personally, which I think is, I think it's outstanding. Plus the weather data that, that they're getting on a, on an hourly basis. As I, as I, you know, scroll through social media and, and look at like the last two weeks and it's a tale of two seasons. It, it really is because some, some people it's like, this has been the worst. I think Steve France is a great example. He's just been grinding it out, not seeing much. It's been the worst rut that he's ever had. And this is, this guy's a killer. And then you might get a guy that said, I saw the biggest deer in my life today, at, you know, and it's been crazy or I saw the the best action. Well, it, it, it's, I mean, I think that's indicative of what's happening with the weather. Meaning if, if, uh, if there's a hot doe somewhere or a doe that's about to come in or, you know, you're probably going to see some great action. I know like the other day, Wainwright and uh, Scott were hunting at the river farm and they had a buck growling and they had a bunch of other bucks come in and they had one walk under their stand and it was the craziest day. And that was at like three fifteen when, when this started in the afternoon, it was like the craziest hunt they both ever had. And, they were in the right spot. And as Terry knows, that spot they're in is literally right next to the bedroom. I mean, it is the bedroom and they were in the exact right spot. They had the best hunt they've ever had. And it was a warm day. It was 70, you know, high as 73 or something like that. Crazy. But they had a buck that was protecting a doe and 
he that that growl i've never even heard one in the wild when they showed me the footage it, it was it was crazy and he's just growling at everything that's near him and scaring the young bucks off and an older mature buck came in i mean it was it was a really awesome hunt they had but then you got a guy like steve france that he can't beg borrow or steal uh to see a mature whitetail right now so it's the tale of two seasons i think I think a lot of areas are already locked down. I saw this happening even when the with, when the temperatures were really, really good. We started seeing that lockdown on the farm here happening uh, early on. And, and it, I think there a lot of them have already been in that lockdown period. But we touched on this earlier. When you have those warm temperatures like that, uh, above average by 30 and 40 degrees, it's not uncommon for those deer just to stay in their bedroom. They're not moving to and from the food source like they typically would. Therefore, if you're on top of a bedroom and you start seeing these bucks are ready, but the does aren't, they're just laying there and these bucks all of a sudden want to get up on their feet and do a little nudging, they're going to go straight to that bedroom, at, whether it's a, you know, a blackberry briar thicket or multiple rows or a uh, winterberry, whatever it might be. Uh, but those little areas can be really, really productive, even during these warm temperatures. With that said, going into the dark of the moon can be the exact same way. You know, we have better luck and a lot of guys like hunting during dark of the moon. Mark and I prefer hunting during that full moon. But if you're going to be hunting during the dark of the moon, it's not not a bad choice to be sitting on top of a bedroom. I, I really like sitting in that in that cover, that thick cover during the dark of the moon. Um, <clears throat> one thing I was going to note back when we were talking about Deercast Custom is one of the things you can use it for is to see how strong of a, of a rating you have. If you want to, if you've got maybe an okay and you want to see if it's uh, more on the positive side, okay, or a little closer to a bad, you can, or a poor, you can bump DeerCast custom up a notch and see if it moves or bump it down a notch and see if it moves. So you can tell just how strong of an indicator you have there. So it's just another way to leverage deer cast custom also it's probably time for us to just be honest here terry show us the supercomputer <laughs> that abacus <laughs> <laughs> somebody's gonna pause that way to go <laughs> well if they can figure it out good luck <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of hours went into that and and i i say it you know, emphatically, and I, and I want everybody to understand that this isn't just about moon and barometer. I mean, there's a lot of elements that go into that algorithm and yeah. uh, took many, many years to develop it. You know, we worked on this, how long, Matt, four or five years, and, yeah. uh, you know, and, and we're constantly tweaking. We're always looking and trying to improve it. And we feel as though that it's, that it's on the mark, but we're always wanting to just tweak it just a little bit because we, the weightings in each and every one of these phases is different as well. So when you have 12 or 13 influencers and you're changing the weight of each and every one of them, meaning the importance and, and the amount of influence that it has on the algorithm, then uh, you have to be really, really prudent in making those changes. And, and a slight change can change everything. So we're really careful about it, making sure that one isn't overweighted or underweighted in each and every phase. We made a tweak. We made a tweak yesterday. Can you hear the audio? It's raining, pouring right now. Here. Is it? 
It's yeah. it's heading this way. That front's going to hit us here in a couple hours. I know Scott, I couldn't make it out because of the, the podcast and the Zoom we had earlier, but Scott's heading to move a, a blind right now to the river farm to get ready for the gun season this weekend and beat the rain and make sure we we get it all set up. So, you know, that that to your point about the tweaks, we made a tweak yesterday to it uh, coming up for phase seven, you know, that should that should help it a little bit. And so it's it's a constant the text messages between Mark, Terry, and myself constantly, we constantly review it. We constantly look at it and look ahead. And, you know, if, if something gives us pause and we're like, yeah, that seems like it's just off a touch, we'll go through and, and Mark and Terry will kind of do their thing and mess with the abacus and we'll, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, this beat up that one down and then we'll, we'll make a change. And that's how it's, that's how it's always worked. Well, and, and you really want people to understand that, uh, this wasn't just a, you know, a dart at a dartboard. I mean, it's taken many, many years to develop the algorithm and, and it's fairly accurate or we feel as though it's about 95% accurate. And would we love to see greats every day for the next <laughs> month and a half? You bet. I'd love to see greats, but you know, when the weather, when the weather, you know, conditions or all of those influencers and those variables are on the negative side it's just going to spit out a bad, a poor, an okay, a good. It's just, they're not going to all be great. And it's, it's just not wrong. We try to, we try to disprove this thing wrong on a regular basis. And by golly, it's been pretty doggone accurate for us. I, I'd love to have greats every day, but it just isn't going to happen. It's funny. Yeah, it's that, not the reality. The other day, that's probably four or five days back that we had a guy that that's been complaining there inside DeerCast quite a bit. And uh, so we were talking back and forth internally and, uh, and I'd love to speak to this guy even reached out to him and, and got no response. But anyways, as, as we were talking back and forth internally about that, I got an unsolicited text message from, from Candy Kiske. And she's like, boy, dear cash sure wasn't wrong tonight. It was horrible, you know? And she, you know, so it's, it's, it's just funny because like I said, I think it's a tale of two, two, you know, seasons. It's, it's, it's all relative to what your property is, to how you hunt it, to what the conditions are. And, and we're just trying to give you a general guideline here. So, uh, I, I think we should move on into the question of the day, if you guys are ready. And, uh, unless you got any more points to add about maybe what's, what to look forward to here in the next week or so. Well, I, I want to be emphatic in the fact that the predictor, when it says, okay, good, great, whatever that predictor is, that it isn't saying go hunting or don't go hunting. I want everybody to understand if they're limited to the amount of time that they have to hunt, then by golly, go hunting every day. If, you, if you've got the opportunity to go, then you can't kill it if you're not out there. What, what that predictor is saying is that conditions are favorable for whitetails to be on their feet during daylight hours. That's, that's all it's trying to tell you. So don't say hunt don't hunt, maybe hunt. Mm -hmm. I want them to, you know, everybody has to fit it in for their, uh, you know, their scenario and their hunting property, their location and, uh, and, and kind of play with it and enjoy it. We want them to, we want a deer cast to help hunters. We wanted them to optimize the amount of time that they're in the woods and, uh, and harvest the biggest deer of their life. That's what deer cast was set up for. So, you know, don't blame us if mother nature is being really nasty and she treats you uh, pretty bad and gives you, you know, temperatures that are 70 and 80 degrees when typically we would be in the fifties. Uh, we can't help that. And everybody again, would love to see goods and greats, but that's just not the way it is. So go out there and, and hunt all you can. And, uh, you know, particularly this month of November, you know, we got a lot of firearm seasons that are getting ready to open. 
We've got a nice little cold front pushing through. I think because of what we just came out of, I think it could be absolutely explosive here for the next week or so. Could be really, really good. I, uh, <laughs> there's one uh, significantly under, underutilized aspect of DeerCast, and that is if you go to your DeerCast forecast page, scroll down past the, 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 uh, the daily and hourly graph, you will see... Uh, a set of videos that the engine behind DeerCast actually populates for you that are ranked based on their weightedness in your DeerCast forecast for that time period that you're looking at, explaining why each of those factors is influencing your the deer movement. And so it's an education. Like, don't watch them, but if you want to dig in and learn and be educated on why whitetails behave the way they do, watch those breakdown videos because there's so much in there to help you understand the factors that influence whitetail. I think movement. there's a couple hundred videos in there, and and you're right, it is very under underutilized, and that's one thing that we talk about, and I always try to share with people. Deercast is not only a it's it's everything now you want in the palm of your hand. You want it to help make life easy, like that commercial you see, the easy button, right? And that mm-hmm. that is what DeerCast is here to help help with. But if you want to learn, which has always been kind of the cornerstone, one of the foundation blocks of Drury Outdoors is helping hunters out there and, and learn from our mistakes. The information in that section alone is. I mean, it's invaluable, frankly, and, and, you know, heck it's free to the, you know, to everybody, the the one day is free to everybody. So it's one of those things where, uh, you know, you can hear Mark and Terry kind of dive into the theory behind the app a little bit more hour by hour and, you know, um, um, influence by influence. It's, it's, it's pretty awesome, frankly. So I definitely would check that out if, if you're wanting to learn more about why the prediction says what it says. Yeah. All right. All let's, right. Uh, let's hit that question of the day. All right. The question of the day is proudly brought to you by TactCam. Share your hunt. My name is Brian Colton. I live in Southwest Ohio. The question today is for Wade, Mark Drury's farm manager. My question to him is they were speaking about analogic pure gold and how he lays it out in 100-yard increments so far deep. And then within two weeks, it's gone. My question is, though, does it ever mold with the weather and do deer act differently to that mold if it happens or if it doesn't happen? Thank you for your consideration. I appreciate it. You guys have a great day. and Thanks for the podcast. I think we sent this question on to Wade and he sent us a, a video reply. Is that right, Tim? That's right. Yeah, we should roll that. All right, Matt, roll the footage. Hey, Brian. Uh, to answer your question, actually, the biologist at Analogics has added a mold inhibitor. Uh, but before that mold inhibitor had been added, um, we didn't see much uh, much problem with the deer hitting it after it got rained on or, or so on and so forth. It did kind of start to stink a little bit, but it did not affect the deer coming to it. Um, however, we also try to avoid getting it wet, um, so we just look at the forecast and uh and hopefully no rain hits within the 15 days of us putting it out thanks for your question 
So thank you, Wade. And uh, thank you, Brian, for the question. If you want to leave a question for us, just click the link in the show notes, leave your name, location, and what you want answered, and we will do our darndest to get it on the air. So thank you, Wade, for that response. And it's kind of interesting to hear uh, the technology that goes into uh, the Annie Gold supplement. And uh, and yeah, I mean, I guess as far as Wade's concerned, he's had some experience. It's pretty mold resistant, and the deer seem to still take it after the rain. Everything that Analogics does, the science behind it uh, is second to none. And that was one of the reasons that we were partnered up with them many years ago was because of the, the technology and the science behind everything they put out there. And they do have a mold inhibitor in it. So uh, that has been a non-issue. I've, I've never seen any of their products mold. You know, So if somebody has, I would love to hear about it, honestly. And I should point out that Brian asked us that question a month and a half, two months ago. So, um, you know, some states have some states have regulations against uh, feeding or supplementing during season. So make sure you're checking your state and local regulations before you put anything like that out. Yeah, no doubt. And obviously, Illinois, you can't put anything out at, at all ever. And then Iowa, Missouri, you can't. You know, you got to take it out. You know, x amount of days before you before you hunt over it. And so that's. Usually, like we end, you know, sometime in July, early August at the latest, and uh, then you got to make sure all of it's taken out. There's no, you know, kernels or no anything where the site was. So, got to be super careful. And then there's some states. Uh, Ohio might be one of them where you can feed. I know, obviously, like uh, Kentucky and Texas, and there's a few others. So. Um, you know, for some of you, it might be ap- applicable right now. And then as we get into the winter, the snow season, uh, I'm sure that question is is very applicable for you as we get into the winter. So uh, good question. And thanks, Wade, for uh, for sending us the video. Yeah. Now, how about that wildlife word? Woo-wee. All right. It's brought it. to you by Hunter Specialties, makers of the comprehensive Sentaway line of scent elimination products. So... The pungent odor on a whitetail's tarsal gland comes from the mixing of urine and what other pre-existing ingredient on the hairs of that tarsal gland? Is it A, mucus, B, bacteria, C, brown pigment, or D, fresh air? (laughs) (laughs) Terry, you're the guest, so you get to go first. I was going to let Cameron pick a letter. Cameron, pick a letter. You're speaking of them. Pick a letter from it A, B, C, or D. Which one do you think is the answer? Uh, C. C, uh, brown pigment. That's probably a good, I think I'll go with C as well. What do we got, Tim? Terry, do you want to weigh in A, B, C, or D? I'm going to go with Cameron C. Uh, okay. Tim, you it's better actually, call it C. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually B, bacteria. There's... Go ahead. Fart noise. I can't read. (laughs) (laughs) There is a, uh, there's a a specialized mix of bacteria that live in a deer's tarsal gland that specifically react with a deer's urine to cause their signature tarsal gland odor. Wow. There you go. Now, you know, Um, let's wonder stinks so bad. It is so strong. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That would make sense. And Huge. each one is uh, unique to that particular deer. All right. There you go. Now you know it. 
going yeah. in, into the rut with a little more knowledge or out of the rut, I guess. I don't know where we're at. We're pretty <laughs> much changing people's lives with this show. Something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so yeah. I want to give Cameron a chance to hit any soundboard. So hit it. You got to do it. No. No? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. I'm going to do it. Cameron's taste is too good. <laughs> Must get that from he's, his mom then because <laughs> he's too classy. That's right. That's him. <laughs> All right. So uh, before we depart, I did want to ask a favor of our listeners and our viewers. If you are a fan of the podcast, we don't ask them much, but if you would, please subscribe to uh, the audio version if you're a listener and uh, spread the the word, the good word about the podcast. And we're growing in leaps and bounds here. And especially since the soundboards come on, we our fan base has grown. We got like four or five people listen every time. Thank you. We appreciate each of you. I'd like to shake your hand, but we can't do that because of coronavirus. (laughs) So if you watch it, I'd love for you to subscribe to uh, our YouTube channel or check it out on DeerCast. And we just appreciate each and every one of you for listening and spreading the good word about the 100% Wild Podcast. Yeah. And I'd like to thank everyone for putting up with me and the time I've spent co-hosting this show. And I'd like to wish Cameron good luck taking over my role. He can't hear you because he's basically checked out. He's checked out. <laughs> Just like our audience. I can't blame him. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, old man, we appreciate you jumping on with us. Best of luck to you and Forrest as you get into the gun season here. Some new tags are starting to hit your pockets. Yeah. And, you know, I want to make sure that everybody understands to be safe, identify your target. We've got a lot of firearm season opening here in several states, you know, within the next, I don't know, maybe two weeks, three weeks, there's going to be a bunch of them opening. So we want to make sure that everybody identifies their target. And if you're taking a youngster or a child, make sure you teach them, you know, gun safety. I think that's important as well, how they handle a, a firearms. It seems like we're seeing much younger children uh, that are hunting now than ever before. And maybe it's the, you know, maybe a lot of young families, young dads, young moms. We see a lot of little ones out there. A lot of them are shooting crossbows, which is kind of cool. Uh, but I'm sure we'll see a, a lot of firearms youth hunters out there in the woods this year. So make sure everybody's got the, the hunter orange and just make sure they identify their target. Be safe with that gun. <laughs> <laughs> well said. All right. Until next time, we appreciate you all listening. We appreciate you guys and your time. And thank you, Cameron, for being our co-host. Do you want to say something as we leave? Uh, I love Daddy. I love Daddy. Well, that's a good way to end it. <laughs> all right, guys. We appreciate you. Identify those targets. Be safe. And peace out. Until next time. See you. Every hunt starts with a game plan like knowing when and what to plant. So get DeerCast and get ahead of your game.